Hope you're having a good week. Every Wednesday, our good friend Jill Schlesinger is on the Radio Morning Show with us. And today we were talking about what most experts recommend that we be doing to prepare for a financial setback. The pandemic is a is an extreme case, but any financial setback in your life, there's one thing that you have to make sure you put on your priority list, and that is have a cash reserve. Have the cash to back you up. I know, it's not really shocking new advice, but yes, the emergency fund, money set aside for a rainy day, whatever you want to call it, is so very important. But Jill talks about today, how much money is that? And as you get closer to retirement age, does that dollar amount change? So here's our conversation from this morning with Jill Schlesinger. This is the Seven Figures Podcast, smart money strategies for women with Sandy Waters. Seven Figures is brought to you by Advantage Federal Credit Union. Let the equity in your home work to your advantage with an introductory rate of 1.25% with a home equity line of credit from Advantage. Equal housing lender, member NCUA. Ah, what a beautiful day. It's Suzanne and Sandy on the buzz. Good morning to all you. The most important step Americans can take to prepare for a recession. I would bring up CBS News senior business analyst and star of JillOnMoney.com, Jill Schlesinger. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Hey, I figured out the name of your book. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. It's the dumb things smart people do with their money at 13 ways to right your financial wrongs. All right, I'm going to just tell you, because it's only just us listening with mm. your millions and millions of listeners as mm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, as I told you, I have a, another book that's in the works. Yes. And it has a lot to do with what you, this is your big hint, because I'm not allowed to say anything about it, because I really do like my title, even though I'm sure my agent's going to knock it down when <laughs> he talks to me later today. Oh, that's fine. But... Um, by the way, what a like weird thing to say. I have an agent, which is so <laughs> I have an agent. Oh, I love that. Talk to my guy. <laughs> anyway, his name is Shaki. Um, his name is Brian. Okay. <laughs> and uh, for someone like me, it's fantastic because, you know, he's half Italian and half Jewish, which is my whole world. So, <laughs> so like, he understands all of my own craziness. It's great. That's beautiful. Um, so what I think when you just tease that was about, like, what do you do, like, if, a recession is coming. Like, what do you do? Like the idea here that we have just gone through and we are still going through this horrible pandemic Hmm. does not mean that, you know, we're done, right? There's going to be something else that happens in your life. Hmm. And, you know, there's, I I, I think that when you go through these times, it's sort of like a health thing where you're like, I swear I'm going to get on the treadmill and not take Hmm. my, my health for Mm -hmm. granted. So I'm hopeful that the most important thing that you come out of this pandemic, the financial aspect of the pandemic, is that you say to yourself, ah, I know the very most important thing that I need to worry about going forward, and that is renewing my love affair with cash. Oh, okay. And meaning that if you have an ample emergency reserve fund, it can really help prevent you from probably panicking at the wrong moment, but also not having that level of anxiety about anything else going on in your life and then expressing it around your money. Because that's really what we do. Mm. We use money as like 
the repository of all of our feelings and all of our anxiety and everything, because it's easy, right? It's tangible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, almost 90% of Americans, by the way, say that the pandemic is causing stress on their personal finances. Like, no kidding. Right. (laughs) So I really think this is incredibly, like, that's your lesson. Like, even if I have to scroll away five bucks a month, if you're lucky enough and you say, hey, you know what's good news is that, like, I haven't lost my job, great. You're not spending as much money. You're not going to the stores as much. Squirrel away some more money. And, you know, I saw a study that showed when we, even as parents, when we suppress our stress, like, you know, try to hide it from the kids, they still pick up on it. Whether you're doing a good job or not, you're, you're, they pick up on it. They just can oh. see, they can see how stressed you are. And money stress is the biggest stress that everybody faces. Right. I mean, look, you, you, especially when you have something, I mean, when you think about it, when you have something like the pandemic, which is, you know, sort of the enemy, the unseen enemy, it's, you know, the aliens from outer space have landed, but we don't know where they are. Yeah, and that's right, what it right. feels like. It's freaky. Uh-huh. Then you say, okay, what can I freak out about that's like tangible? It's like, oh, the fact that I have $112 in my savings account and no other money. So I How think did you know that? How did you, did you know my account I number? <laughs> and I will say that you know, we talked about this when we had when we did, when you guys interviewed me about my book, which is that you're right, Sandy, that when you are stressed about money, everyone picks up on it. Mm, your spouse picks yeah, up on yeah. it. Your kids pick up on it. Your parents probably pick up on it. And and it goes all ways, right? So um, I got a fascinating question from somebody about their parents' finances. It's just another good reason to kind of have these open and honest conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, you know, my mother had to, had, got sick and you know, was in the hospital. And so this woman has was in mom's house and sees stacks of unpaid bills. Oh. Daughter oh, no. freaks out. She's like, what's oh. going on? And so what she realized was that, you know, basically her mother was kind of juggling finances, wouldn't tell anybody. And meanwhile, oh, the daughter is totally heartbreak. Daughter is actually pretty well off. Mm-hmm. Daughter goes ahead and pays all the bills wow. just oh, out I of her own her. bank account. Right? right. And then mom gets better, comes back. But this is like no good deed goes unpunished. Mom's fine. She's happy. Everything's fine. Her, her health is good. She goes, how dare you go through my personal <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like my mother. She must be Italian. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's jerk or justified, but oh, man, that's, oh, that that's funny. That's such a judgment. Okay, so, so can, I, can I ask you a couple questions about the emergency reserve? Sure. So really break down how much money is that, again, kind of review that with us, especially in a pandemic. Did that number change at all? No changes to the number. It is still six to 12 months of your living expenses. Now, look, that's hard. That is a high number for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So what I say is figure out that number first. So one good thing about the pandemic is that everybody got to kind of do a little triage on their cash flow. They got Mm -hmm. to say, well, what am I I really paying? Mm -hmm. What is what's essential, right? Because essential wasn't like going out to lunch every third day, right, right? Right. So you figure out what was this, what's essential, and then you break it down by the month, and then you try to have six months of those expenses in a safe, boring savings checking money market account, maybe okay. a short term CD. Nothing risky. Mm-hmm. Nothing risky. And, and this this is not access to home equity line of credit. This is just hard cash. 
plain old yeah, boring I mean, it's cash. Not, okay. Yes, it's cash or cash equivalents. But you know, I did get a ton of questions from people like, "I'm going to go get the." Uh, I just went to. I heard you on the radio, and I just went and got you know seventeen thousand dollars out of the bank. No, not Ooh. that kind of cash. Okay. Like, no. It's okay to keep your money in a financial institution. We didn't have a banking crisis. You know, <laughs> right, this is a right, health crisis. Right, right. And, um, and yeah, I mean, a home equity line of credit or a home equity loan, I've, I've talked to a lot of people, a couple of things to keep in mind. Banks can shut down lines of credit that are not outstanding, meaning the bank can say to you, like, oh, you know what, Sandy, you're so nice. I'm sorry about this, but we shut down your line. Oh. They can pretty mm-hmm. much do that for any reason. And if you're hoping to get tap that home equity and it's the middle of a crisis, you don't know if a bank is going to give you the money. Oh, we man. actually know that between March and May, home equity loans are down by like 40% because banks were like, we're not lending money to bust outs who are going to you know, never pay us back. Sure, they yeah. didn't mean that, but that, that's what they're thinking. Right. And um, so I don't like relying on it. Yeah. I mean, in a crisis, sure. One thing I did learn going through the payroll, the paycheck protection program with a lot of small business owners the first thing that was very important to do is that if you did have a line of credit that was established and it was an emergency, I said to people, pull that line down immediately. Get that cash out before they shut the line down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the, another good way is to automate your emergency thing, right? Oh, yeah. Like, And just like, can you just go to your um, employer and do a like a payroll, like automatic come out of your paycheck kind of to a separate well, account? Chances are you can't do it from your employer, but what you can do is go to, to your financial institution online or physical, and you can say, okay, I have, let's just, I'm going to make up the numbers. Okay. I have $200 that comes into my checking account from work every week. Of that $200 bank, take $10, take $20, and automatically put it in a separate account. So you want it separate only because you can then distinguish in your brain what will happen is you will say, that is my emergency reserve. That is my break the glass. That is not, oh, I see that, you know, L.L. Bean has everything on sale yeah. and I'm going to get that money and buy myself some, you know, nice sweater. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So you could do it through your bank. It's better to do yeah. it that yeah. way. All right. Okay. One final question, because this breaks my heart when I hear of people that are close to retirement age, they've lost their job because of the pandemic mm. and they, it, I mean, it, they knew it was coming, but they weren't fully prepared. How much cash reserve does that number change when you are approaching that retirement age? It does. And, and the reason is, very simple is that, you know, for everyone who's the working age and still in the prime earning years, you have time to make up for a, an emergency, right? But if you're older, if, you know, let's say you're 58 and you plan on retiring in, in two years, let's make it even better. You're 63 and, a, and you're going to retire in two years. I would say that that kind of, of a person or that kind of household should have more like one to two years of expenses that is set aside. Right? Because what happens? 63 and a half, I lose my job. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have health insurance. Now I got to pay for my own health insurance. That's an emergency. Mm-hmm. And I need to come up with more money for that. So that's when you, as you get older, first of all, the emergencies get more expensive. And second of all, you don't have income to try to make up for lost ground mm-hmm. later. If everybody can go to jillonmoney.com, there's all kinds of stuff there. And you know, I was trousing around on your trolling your website. 
trousing yeah. around. Tra- trousering. I was trousering. <laughs> I don't know. I was getting excited there, but I was trying to see what was happening <laughs> with was, my trousers. Geez, yes. <laughs> without the trousers, I was looking at your website, and <laughs> I didn't realize that your logo, the Jill on Money logo, is, you know, yes. the dollar sign is actually JS. It's, it's your, it's your uh, initials. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, let me be clear that I had nothing to do with that, but thank you. That was brilliant. All right, so check her out. She's got the book, <laughs> The Dumb Things Smart People Do With Their Money, 13 Ways to Right Your Financial Wrongs. There's a new book in the works. Maybe next week we can hear more about it. I don't know. I'll tell you. I'll give you little clues along the way, and then you'll see. Maybe I'll just see who wants to submit their title. We'll, we'll get Ooh, it. We'll get that oh, going. we can play a game. Oh, sure. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you mine. Money McMoney face. That's what you need uh, to call it. All right, goodbye. Right, thank All you. Right, fine. Jill on money. Thank you, Jill. All right, we'll talk to you next week. CBS News. 98.9 The Buzz and Spizano and Click. There she goes, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>